it's podcast time again, everybody, and I'm here with our good friend Rick, and we're here to talk a little bit about what occurred at the Super Bowl, and then delve into some other topics we think you'll find entertaining. So at the very beginning, I'd like to have Ricky say hello to the folks at home. Say hello to the folks at home, Rick. Hello, folks at home. And Rick, you know, in a minute we're going to be joined by South Philly Lou, otherwise now known as Lustradamus. What the shit? Who really did a good job in that Super Bowl, as you well know. I'm going to tell you what, Dan, I'm not going to crown this guy. I mean, one lucky pick, and we're going to crown him? Lustradamus? Of course. Well, we'll go through the picks, and uh, we'll let the audience decide what happened. But in the meantime, I've asked Lou to join us, and he's already called into the program, and let me bring him in. I just been maybe, joined by South I, Philly Lustradamus. Did you get Lustradamus in here on the phone? I, I, my hope was that the guy's phone wasn't working. What the shit? No, <laughs> listen, Rick, I'm here. It's good to finally have you back. You got crushed this year. You got absolutely crushed in this game. I predicted everything correct. That's why they're calling me Lustradamus. Did you hear that? Because in Nostradamus, predicting the future is exactly what I'm doing now. Okay, so... I have other information that, Rick, I don't think you know this, but last week we told the audience, or a week and a half ago we told the audience, that South Philly Lou was, he's a pretty uh, popular guy, and he was related to Big Dom. Well, did you know he's also related to Taylor Swift, the singer? <laughs> yep. one sixteenth Italian on my mother's side. That's true. What the shit? How many relatives do you have? Oh, God, my great-grandmother has 12 kids, you know? It was in through DNA trace. That's how they figured it out. What the shit? And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I got the inside information on everything that's going on with Travis Kelsey. What's going on with that? Rick and I were a little disappointed with the way Travis... Well, everybody's mad. Everybody's mad he was yelling at Andy Reid. But I know why he did that. I heard the inside from it. You know, he was pissed that they took him out. That's, that's what it was. And they turned the ball over on the next play. And Rick, how do you feel about what he did that night? I'll tell you what. I was a Kelsey fan. I'm a big fan of your cousin Taylor Swift. Love her. Yeah. Kelsey was out of line. The disrespect that he showed for Andy Reid was completely inappropriate. And if it tells you anything, Travis Kelsey knew where that game was headed. Yeah, he was he headed did. down the tubes. Until the linebacker got hurt. What was that linebacker's name? Is it Greenwall? He's the guy who had to run in with Lou's cousin, Big Dom. Yeah, he did. He was running onto the field, tore his Achilles. Can't believe that happened. Did change the whole game, Rick. Totally agree with you. That kid was all over the field. He was all over the field. They had Travis Kelsey really shut down. He went out, changed the whole dynamic in the second half. I don't want to hear this nonsense. No, no, I appreciate you admitting that. And I'm going, this is why I'm going to let you keep betting, because everything that happened (laughs) slipped away there at the end. You know, Greenlaw went down. That's a horrible injury. And you can't bet against Mahomes with the ball in his hands on the last drive. And and that's what stole it from you. Injuries are part of the game. I I don't agree with that. You got to play a complete game in 60 minutes. If the guy could have played the full 60 minutes, that's his problem. I don't want to hear that that's the reason that the 49ers lost. They don't have Pat Mahomes on their team, and that's and that's the, the reason, reason that they why lost. we went against Vegas too. And normally I'm with that side, but because of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you can't you go against can't beat him. The guy. Yep, can't go against him. Look, Rick, let's go to your very first prediction on the podcast, if we can. I want to play it for the folks at home so they can re- be reminded of what your very first prediction was in terms of the game. 
So if we could bring up clip number three on what Ricky had to say. How confident are you in your pick for the Super Bowl this year? If my pick this year isn't right, I'll never bet again, Dan. It, <laughs> it's a guaranteed lock. Now, Rick, how does that make you feel? I got to be honest with you. I'm having a hard time getting past this one, Dan. Lou, you, well, comments? I guaranteed lock was no good. Huh? So is he never betting again, or are we going to let him slide here, Dan? Well, I think we have to talk about that. Rick, do you want us to allow you to bet again? I got to be honest, win or lose, I still feel like the 49ers were to play. What the shit? Going forward, I'd love some listeners to check in next time. If anyone that really watched the game, I'd like to know how they felt about that game as it progressed. I mean, you know, South Philly Lou is raising his flag here. He had to be sweating out every minute of that game. I feel like the Niners outplayed them. Okay, but before we get to the game itself, I want to remind our audience of a couple of other things that you did say. So if we could go to uh, clip number two from Ricky. Lou, the more you talk, I got FanDuel on speed dial. I keep increasing my bet on the Niners. And, Rick, is that true? Did you keep increasing your bet on the Niners the more Lou talked? I have to admit I did, yeah. Looking back, Rick, was that the right call? Definitely not. I I still stand by it. I believe I was on the right side. I believe if Niner linebacker didn't get injured walking onto the field, that would have been a completely different outcome. Kelsey did nothing in the entire first half. Once he went out, everything changed, and it didn't really even change that much. The Niners were completely shutting down Mahomes and Kelsey in the first half. They were doing that. Until that last drive, Rick, just like I predicted. Let's just remind everybody how you couldn't envision the Chiefs losing. I think we have a clip where you said something like that. Can we play that one, please? As I sit here myself today, I literally can't envision the Chiefs losing the game, which convinces me I'm right. It's the 49ers play. You're telling yourself, Rick, you convinced yourself that even though you can't see the 49ers winning the game, that you were going to bet on them because you felt so strongly about why the Chiefs were going to win. That doesn't make any sense, Rick. It does, Dan, because I've been explaining to you for years, and here's what happened here. Vegas and myself, we took it back, and that's rare. South Philly Lou backed into one. What the shit? And he backed into it by going against what he supposedly believed. Couldn't go against Mahomes. You know, that's why we're going to let you slide here. We're going to let you slide just because. I think we should let the audience make their own decision about whether or not South Philly Lou slid into one. I want to give you a taste of just one of Lou's Nostradamus-like picks. Can we hear what he said about the flea flicker? Debo Samuel is going to throw a little trick touchdown pass from Shanahan. Now, I know Debo Samuel didn't throw the trick pass. But Shanahan called the trick play, just like I said. Wide receiver pass for a touchdown. For a touchdown. Yep, I called the flea flicker. How did you know that, Lou? That's just Shanahan for you. And plus, they've done it before in the past. And on a big game, don't you remember with Philadelphia, them calling the Philly special, the little flea flicker, right into the end zone. And I just felt that coming again. But I saw it. It's almost like I knew it. And that's why I'm going, there's the Lustradamus for you. You know, it's like when I'm really feeling it, I'm feeling it. And right now, I'm telling you, I got even more picks for the future. 
All right, so here we go. Let's give let's give the audience another clip of Lustradamus making a prediction in the Super Bowl. I have one um, question though before we proceed. Lou, did the twenty talking heads on ESPN predicting a trick play have any influence? Oh yeah. Oh, listen, I'm taking everything in. I'm like a sponge. I took everything in and I knew what was gonna come. You know, ESPN also said fifty billion other things too, but I didn't call those. I only called what I knew was gonna hit. You did call a few of them, but we're not talking about those, I guess. Yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear how Lustradamus felt about Brock Purdy. Can we play that clip? Purdy <laughs> You know, he didn't have a bad game, though. He didn't have enough for what it takes. He's he not like Mahomes. He didn't pass in the game, did he? No, he played well. I'll give it to him. He didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. He got the ball out of his hands. He wasn't really he sacked. 10 points. No, no, he, it was all right. You know, he calls for that little trick play like as like a little touchdown pass. I know it doesn't count he, for he him. He threw one touchdown in the game. He threw one. It wasn't a total sucks, you know. It wasn't. He accounted bad. for he accounted for ten points in that game. Ten points. But he managed the game not too bad, and he gave his team a chance. Uh, he went down, and even got that field goal Are there. You taking, yeah. All right, so Rick, let's ask you this question, and then we got to we got to move forward a little bit because that already happened. But I would just like to ask you one question, Rick. If you're taking one of those two quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl, who are you taking, Purdy or Mahomes? I'm not betting on quarterbacks. I'm betting on the whole team. And more so than that, as I've explained many times, I'm betting on who the public doesn't have because they're usually wrong. Yep. Is there any call for revamping that system in your mind? No. The system doesn't work to the same level as it did back in the 70s and 80s where you had to work for information. You know, you didn't have to watch ESPN, have them tell you there's going to be a trick play in the game. You actually had to do your research and work for it. It wasn't at your fingertips. It doesn't work quite as well as it once did, but I, I, I have to take a little bit of a look at maybe certain games it being a stronger influence than others, one of them not being the Super Bowl. Rick, I have some inside information that I have to tell our audience because I think it's very pertinent to what's going on here. I have breaking news from the boat that Rick was on itself where Rick had a camera shoved in his face immediately after the game. And we have a quote from Rick about how he felt about this game. Can we play that, please? Hey, Rick. The San Francisco 49ers just lost. What the shit? What the shit? What did you say there, Rick? What the shit? What the shit? You were caught, Rick. Caught on the ship. I didn't hear any, oh, it was the right plays, or I'm going with the linebacker got hurt. You were a beaten man at that moment, weren't you? I have to admit, yeah, I was stunned by it. I believe you. I'm going to give you one last chance, Rick, to tell us, okay, I made a mistake. The 49ers should have lost that game. Are you willing to give us that at this point in time? All I'm willing to say is this. Obviously, I was wrong. But I do not feel like I was on the wrong side. What the shit? I got to be honest. How could you say that? If they got beast. Let me it ask was... you this question. Do you think that the coach made the right call receiving the opening kickoff in the overtime rather than kicking off? No. And I'll say this about Shanahan. I respect him as a play caller, but dear God, he can't call a game. And my he guy, is. he's the guy who lost to Tom Brady. He was up 28-3 to three in a Super Bowl, and he coughed that up. And from what I understand, half the team or more didn't even understand overtime rules at this point. Yeah, I they changed them. 
They changed yeah, I saw for a the clip Super with Bowl. one of the guys saying, I didn't know that. It was unbelievable. How could you not know the rules? I was sitting on a cruise ship watching a game with 800 guys. Everybody there knew what the rule was. And they don't wow. know the rule? Yeah, there's no there's no tie in a Super Bowl, you know, or the playoffs. Shanahan did say that he'd get the ball third, first and third. And then third, it would be sudden death and he could win the Super Bowl. You're not buying that? If they went down and scored a touchdown, then Mahomes would get one try for the Super Bowl. It wouldn't just be over. That's like, that's what right. the change was there. Right, that makes Shanahan's what... decision to kick the field goal even worse. You gotta... I, I know it, it, it does, but it put points on the board. And I can tell you this, if he turned the ball over there and went for it, and then Mahomes got to go down, it would have been even worse. They at least gave their defense a chance to go out there, and Mahomes went all the way down the field. They knew they were going to have a fourth and one. They went all the way down the field like that. So I'm going, I would still take that field goal because you're getting points. No, what was it? It was fourth and three. I would have gone for it. Then Mahomes has to go down and only get a field goal. He's putting the ball in the end zone. You cannot give Mahomes the ball with a chance to win in that I agree. The play calling was terrible. But Mahomes was going to get a chance no matter what, though. Yeah, That's but you got to outscore him. At that point, you got to outscore Mahomes. You're not going to – he's going to go for your jugger. He's going to kill you. I, myself, made one prediction in the game, and I want to be fair to everybody. I want to play my prediction. If we have that, I want everybody to be reminded of what I said. What did you say? My pick is the 49ers. I predicted the 49ers, and I'm going to tell you why. Rick convinced me. So I blame Rick. You're blaming Rick? I am. I do believe that Rick told us on the previous podcast that he was 30-3 and three in Super Bowls and undefeated in predicting Super Bowl locks. Yeah, well, he's 30-4 right, and four now. And he's whatever and won. He, he lost his first lock. Is this true, Rick? Yeah, never should have happened. I want to cover one more thing so I get our listeners to understand. Lou made a prediction the other day on who was going to win the NBA All-Star Game and whether or not the point total would go over 386 points, which is an insane amount of points in an NBA All-Star Game. And, Lou, why don't you tell us what your predictions were and what happened? Well, I just because of the studying with the NBA, that they don't take that game serious. And this is what I mean with my homework. I knew it was going to be a three-point fest. So was it the over? It crushed the over. And not only that, everybody thought the... West was the unbeatable all-star team, but Dame Lillard and the guys from the East had something to prove, and they proved it the whole game. I'm Lustradamus, and I'm seeing all of the things that are happening in the future. You have to keep following us on this podcast. I'm going to win you a lot of money. You just oh, got to keep listening. One thing, though, that uh, Ricky will not give you, and I've talked to him pre-production. We had a pre-production meeting. We went over the Daytona 500. And Rick, oh, I was right there. That's laughable. Let me set it up for the audience. Earlier in the day, I had contacted Lustradamus. I was at the eye doctor, actually. And let me tell you about that experience. Turn off the lights. Don't you hate when they put the lenses in front of you and they say, do you see better out of this one or this one, number one or number two? I can't tell the difference. And then I probably walked out of there with worse lenses than I walked in with. But anyway, yes. Lou said to take Denny Hamlin or Kurt Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. I'm sorry. And 25 laps to go, they were in first and second place. <laughs> How did that happen? Let me explain two things. First of all, Dan, you're right the first time. You would have been just as good taking Kurt as Kyle. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, near first place was like, I'm not a NASCAR guy. As a matter of fact, I don't even believe in it. Near first place with 15 laps below. 
It's like it's like saying an NFL team almost won with a three-point lead midway through the second quarter. No, I mean, no, that's the I, last I, he's right. lap. That race doesn't begin until, like, the last 15 laps. So. That's I mean, what that's I'm that's, saying. That's actually funny. Yeah, the race doesn't even begin to the last 10, 15 laps, and they were out of it. No, they, they were Denny in. Was, no, Denny Hamlin was out of it, Lou. He got caught up in that huge wreck at the end of the race. I know. So one last thing I want to talk to you guys about before we talk about our next podcast, and that is what are your thoughts on Tiger allowing young Charlie to play in a first professional event at the age of 15? You know, I think he's not ready yet. It showed getting out there right now. I'm rooting for him. Could he ever be as good as his dad? I don't know. I don't think so. You know that he's got the proper training. There was something about the drive with tiger and uh no that was hard to see posting a, a heavy number of a 12 on the score i, I, I don't card. think the kid's ready i, I don't think no, the kid's he's just ready. not ready yet not ready for the pros at least he went to a 7100 yard golf course and he blew up essentially the kid's got a future in the game there's no question he's about got a future it. yeah you know he's going to get great training you know that he's going to be able to do well not ready for the pga tour yet though no, not at 15. I wonder why Tiger let him do that. I can't figure that out. Maybe he wanted to knock the kid down a few pegs. Maybe. Maybe Tiger was like, okay, you think you're that good? Go head out there and see. And then the kid just, he had a, one, yeah. he really had a bad hole. I don't know what happened on the hole, but he took a 12 on a par four. You know, it's out of bounds and water shots. And it's not one, though, because even if you're teeing off hitting five and you make a five, you know, that's a 10. So, right. you know, that's uh, a shooting a 12 is a serious it's a serious shank going on. But even Tiger had a shank in the PGA Tour. Everybody does. Everybody, Everybody does. But not, not those guys winning it, though. I'm worried about, just a little Shepherd. worried about Charlie's confidence. That's all. I don't want to see his confidence take a blow. Because the kid does have a bright future. Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay, so our next podcast, we are planning on helping everybody with their NCAA brackets. I do think we have one last quote, a prediction I made about the NCAA basketball. Do you have that clip? You think he's good at football? Wait till you see him in basketball. I told everybody, if everybody thinks that Rick was good in football, wait till they see him in basketball. So, Rick, you got a lot to live up to. Are you ready for this NCAA tournament? Are you doing your homework? Are you studying? There's no homework to do, Dan. Nothing starts in college basketball until the brackets are selected. Everything else is an exhibition. Don't you like I don't even want to hear about conference tournaments. I love March Madness, and I can't wait for the March Madness bracket to start. Lusternamus is going to kill it. What the shit? Just get ready for it. All right, everybody. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Take care, everyone. We'll be back soon with some hot takes. Take care. All right. Bye, everybody.